Hey everyone, this is Sally. I just want to pop in really quickly and let you know that we recorded this episode before we learned the news about Roe being overturned. Uh, I want to just provide that context because you'll hear me in this episode just make like a passing mention to some world on fire current events. I also mention a bad Supreme Court decision. I was referring to a different bad Supreme Court decision, not the one, the you know, really massive one that we are all still reeling from. So I just want to give that context so you know where our heads were at when we were recording. Uh, please check our show notes for resources of things to do right now uh, in the aftermath of this huge and terrible decision. Okay, thanks. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to Oh, I Like That, a podcast about things we like and occasionally things we don't. I'm Sally Tamarkin. Aubrey Gordon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's such a treat to be on a show that I listen to so much. I am so psyched to have you. You are our guest co-host for this and perhaps light tease future episodes. Uh, and I'm really psyched you're here. I'm so delighted to be here. This is like such a wonderful antidote to like quite a bit of my days are spent with like real dark, weird shit. As you and I have discussed, right? Like really, really, really dark material. Um, so it's so fun to just think about like being able to talk about very nice things. We're going to talk about nice things. And speaking of dark material, that's a really good transition. Let's tell the likeheads who you are and what you do if they don't know. First of all, I just want to say, go back and listen to uh, the first episode Aubrey joined us for where we talked about... Um, uh, queer holiday movies that oh my God. Were, were works of art in the sense that they were incredibly bad and that made them art. So go listen to that. But Aubrey, tell, tell us about you. My name is Aubrey Gordon. I am a uh, writer, an author, and a podcaster. Um, if you know me, you probably know me from uh, my podcast, Maintenance Phase, uh, which I co-host with Michael Hobbs. And we talk about sort of the history and science behind wellness fads and diets and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you do. Yeah, we do. A plus, plus, plus podcast, one of my faves. Um, A plus, plus writer. You've written, you've written a book. You've written some, some stuff on the internet here and there. Here and there and again. with you even. <laughs> yes. That, Imagine. Oh, God. God, I would love to reminisce. That was a delight. Okay. Mm -hmm. But instead of reminiscing, <laughs> let's get into our vibe check um, I'm just going to, I'm going to kick off the vibe check if that's okay, because I feel like it's Great. polite to let the guest not go first, not force them to go first. Um, I'm so sleep deprived. And the reason is my two cats who I love, I can't, I would have to resort to poetry or like composing music to get across just how much I love these two cats. They have been spending the last few nights uh, between like midnight and 4 a.m. either walking or lying on me or both. Sometimes one of them lies on me, then the other one starts to fight the one that's lying on me. Now, we were just away for a few days, my partner and I, and I think they're extra needy. I think that's what's happening. Um, I love them so much and also more, more importantly, I'm so 
like codependent with them that I'm not doing anything to prevent them from disturbing my sleep. So um, here I am three, three days straight of like waking up at three in the morning. But I'm now sort of I, I'm past the I crossed the Rubicon where I am now it is fun. I am demented. It, I am loopy. That's the kind of sleep trip I am. Whereas like, you know, in previous days, I was so tired that I was like walking into walls and like trying to put my shirt on my legs and stuff like that. Oh, buddy. So that's, so that's, but I feel like this is a good place to be. My, that's, that's my vibe, Aubrey. Wait, so here's my question for you. You and I have talked a fair amount offline mm-hmm. about our, um, you know, questionably functional relationships with the animals. <laughs> uh-huh, sure. Our very healthy um, relationships. So it's so good. Everything's great. No notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when my dog does stuff like that, like every once in a while, I'll just wake up and I will have this like 24 pound dog just laying on my chest. And I'll just be like, I just wanted to be closer to you by collapsing your lung. Don't worry about it. Um, and my like not super functional response to that and you know not the healthiest behaviorally is that i'm just completely and totally charmed by it i Do couldn't you... relate more <laughs> yeah totally i was like i feel like you might have some of that in you the only when they wake me up at three in the morning because they're walking on me the only problem is that the lights are off and so i can't take a good picture you know, I'm just like, I, I, all I want to do is capture this moment. And it's like, you know, maybe if we weren't in a pandemic and I have, I had more social outlets and I was spending more time uh-huh. in the world, maybe I would have a relationship with <laughs> my pets that feels more functional, normal, uh-huh. reasonable. I'm using quotation marks here, but that is not the reality. That's not where, that's not how I'm living. And, um, I'm just going to lean into it. Uh, and, and why not? Delightful. Thank you. You get Delightful. me. Delightful. I'm with you. <laughs> I get you. I enable you in this. Like I'm, I'm with you all the way. Yeah. We have a, we have a cycle of, of enabling, which I think is really, it works for both of us. Yeah. Aubrey, what is your vibe? Uh, well, I'm just diving into another big project. So I'm in like heavy duty, research and writing mode, um, which also means that I am in heavy duty, like reorganize things mode. So I don't know if you have this. I definitely do that when I am doing like very intensive, like brain work, um, that it's also helpful to have physical tasks to alternate that with. So like, uh, for each chapter of the last manuscript I turned in, I would be like, all right, on this chapter, I wrote about these things. And also I cleaned out the hall closet. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> in this chapter, I wrote about these things and also handled the like kitchen cabinet under the sink. That's just a pile of nonsense, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, so it's been kind of fun to start to hit my stride. Um, the other thing that comes with part of that for me is that when I get stuck, when I'm doing that kind of research and writing work, um, I take the dog for a walk. So the dog is getting like five or six walks a day. <laughs> It's a very well-walked dog. Uh, And uh, I get to spend a bunch of time watching that guy in the, you know, spring, early summer, like sniff a little tuft of lavender, like just be like a little storybook puppy. And then a stiff breeze will come along, 
the lavender will sort of waft toward him and he will act as if he's being physically attacked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it should be said that, uh, you do have kind of the, mo- the the platonic ideal of a dog, a pet dog, and also just like the most charming, lovable little dude who I've never met. But from photos and stories, I feel secure saying what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's like deeply anxious. And uh, my favorite one of his little idiosyncrasies is that every time I tell him I love him, he leaves the room. <laughs> so good. I people I have seen a video of this. And Aubrey told me and I was like, that's so great. But then she sent me a video of it happening. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Because it's just like, it just feels relatable where he's like, I want to be around you. I like you. I care about you. We're bonded. It's fine. If you express your feelings for me directly, I am out. Yeah, this is a clear, hard boundary. (laughs) Let me be clear. Yeah, no, it's the greatest thing in the world. And I love it so deeply and genuinely. I love when pets have boundaries. Uh, So that's awesome about, yeah, alternating tasks. I I do that, but I think it's in a procrastinating way uh, where it's like, you know, I can't really work until I clean my office. And then that becomes like five different tasks. And then... Before I know it, I haven't done any writing, but the closet's organized or whatever. And that's that's okay too. Yeah, it's a weird kind of like uh, socially rewarded procrastination. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like procrastination, but you're like, look at this. I did this thing I was avoiding. And you don't have to mention that like, it's because you're avoiding something else harder. (laughs) You know? That would be, yeah, I would love if there was like an influencer whose whole thing was like, productivity and getting it all done but only because they're avoiding doing other things like the brand is just like productivity caused by procrastination i feel like that could get really big i feel like i, could I get feel sponsored like you get huge that. free ideas somebody <laughs> so yeah somebody do that someone out there in 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 the like verse sally mail it to yourself that's a really you know? good call <laughs> yeah, I'm, get uh, that I'm, evidence going i'm texting myself right now oh yeah. mail it right yeah, the patent yeah. okay yeah. listen some housekeeping uh, email us at oh I like that pod at gmail.com for any reason. Uh, like if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about or me to talk about, uh, please do that. Uh, if you want to send fan mail, send that. Um, if you want to send constructive criticism, yeah, okay. Uh, buy merch uh, at T Public. You can get our cool logo on like T Public sells t shirts, but also like mouse pads and mugs and like wall tapestry. Like if you can, if you can, if it's a surface that you can put a logo on, T Public sells it. So get that and they have sales all the time. So get some merch, be, be a proud likehead in public. Having said all that, I'm very excited about our main segment, which is showing up for friends in tough times. We are going to talk about our best practices, how we show up for friends, how we like when friends show up for us, um, and anything else that comes up. So to get us started, Aubrey, uh, let's start it with like some best practices. I think we both probably identify as people who are good at showing up for friends or like to show up for friends. Is that right? I would say it's important to me. I would say lately I feel like I am stumbling on this front. So I was like, oh, this is a good conversation to kind of re-up my commitment on like 
sort of like doing that with some discipline. Do you know what I mean? Like I not like just sort of like intending to do it, but like making a plan and doing the thing, you know? Yeah, it's cool. I, I actually, and as I was preparing for this, I was realizing that I've had on my to-do list, Sally, think about the ways you think you're showing up for someone, but it's Ooh. annoying to them. <laughs> so like, uh-huh. <laughs> so that has helped me. And well, I think we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, yeah, I, I love show. I think that it's actually like, it's important to me, but I think it's also kind of a, an important part of like how I see myself is like, I'm a person who shows up for friends. And I say that, uh, to say not that, that's a cool heroic thing about me. Uh, but to say like for better and for worse, that's like a part of my, you know, that's, that's, that's a way that I am. And, um, I guess, yeah, we can get into, to later some of the, like, for me, some of the weird, like making this about myself type, uh, cycles I can fall into. But before we do that, let's, let's talk best practices. Uh, what are your kind of like go-to blanket ways to just like let someone know that you are thinking of them and, you know, there for them? Uh, I'm going to go in like escalating order Love it. <laughs> of intensity. I think the first stop for me is often, if not always, a very light touch um, neutral like text or sort of message in a bottle is how I think about it, Mm. which is just sort of like a little, Hey, you've been on my mind. Um, I'm here. If there's anything I can do, or if you want to talk about anything, let me know anything that is clearly optional and that gives folks as much of an in as it does an out. Right. Mm. So like Mm. it's equally acceptable to respond and access support as it is to totally ignore and just be like, I got too much on my plate and I can't do it right now. Right. Um, that to me feels like the starting point. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. From there, I would say, depending on the nature of the hard times, uh, I have become a really big fan of food delivery. So, uh, I had a friend who on the anniversary of his divorce was having like a really hard day. And I knew that he really, really loved a fancy ice cream place in town. So I got him all of the pints of their like monthly special flavors, like delivered to his house to just be like, do you want to eat some ice cream on your divorce anniversary day? (laughs) Like, here you go. The answer has to be yes to that question. I think generally, yes. Like you got to check and make sure that they're home and they can put something in the freezer and that kind of thing. But like, that's a way. Um, And the other one that has become a uh, particular favorite for long distance pals um, <clears throat> and was a favorite of mine starting like, I think probably back in my teens um, is that I will uh, occasionally write friends notes that are a list of usually 10 things that are my favorite things about them. Oh, I love that. It's a, it's a nice one. It's a nice one. That one's a tricky one because sometimes it's more, it is more for me than it is for them. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? There are some folks mm-hmm. for whom that's like, uncomfortable and they're not into it and whatever. So like it's a real read the room situation totally. <laughs> as to whether or totally. not that one's the right approach. But, uh, yeah, those are some, Oh, and I would also say on the food delivery stuff, um, that like sometimes if you know, someone's going to be home, if you know, you've really hit the nail on the head, you can like deliver a specific thing. Other times I'll just send folks like a gift card for a food delivery service or a restaurant that they like, or, like something else that they can totally. sort of use at their leisure. Um, totally. Those are some of my like classics. 
How about you? Those are the classics. Um, yeah, so I will actually really quickly, let me ask you, 10 things I love about you notes. Are, are we doing that over text or is it a physical letter? Oh, I, I get like nice stationery out and I write it Ooh. out longhand and I try and wow. do it on it. separate sheets of paper. So if somebody wants to see them all at once, they can see them all at once. Do you know what I mean? Holy Rather shit. Rather than yeah. flip side of the, you know what I mean? Like Fuck just, yeah. if, you, if you need it, need it. If you need to put it up on a bulletin board, if you need to whatever, here it is. Here yeah, are all if the you're going to, I love that. If you're going to write something longhand, really commit to it. Uh, that's awesome. I love that. And also it's very special because, you know, it's so easy to communicate. I mean, I love a, a text can be special too, but obviously Absolutely. getting something in the mail is like in someone's handwriting. You forget about handwriting. That's a thing that people have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, uh, I think that we overlap a bunch uh, in our sort of like light touch check-in type things. I tend to anything from a text that's like, hey, I'm just I'm thinking of you. I know you have a lot going on. Please don't feel like you have to respond. I do like to ask, how can I support you? And I if it's not obvious, um, sometimes it's obvious because you know someone really well and you know that like, you know, I. I personally, if someone texted me every like twice a day when I was going through something difficult to, to see how I was, that would be fine. But other people, it feels, I think it can feel like a lot and it feels overwhelming and they just don't, maybe they want you to text them and then leave them alone until they reach out or whatever. And so I really like asking, how can I support you or what can I do for you right now? The problem is, is like, and I, and I feel like there's a lot of, I've, I've read stuff online about this, like on Twitter and stuff like that, that like, you shouldn't say, um, let me know if you need anything because it puts the burden on the other person to let you know what they need. But on the other hand, I think sometimes being like, Hey, I want to engage you in a conversation about what you might need. I think feels like sort of burdensome. And so I feel like a lot of this goes back to what you were just saying a second ago, which is like reading the room and just sort of, you know, like, I think like sometimes, you know, you're going through a thing that's tough uh, and you're stressed out, but you're maybe present enough and would appreciate the conversation of someone being like, how can I support you? Like, do you want me to help you solve this problem? Do you want to like role play the conversation you have to have with your boss, whatever? Um and then other times you can tell that someone's going through a thing or you can sort of guess that someone's going through a thing where they don't even really have the bandwidth to uh, respond to your text, let alone engage in the how can I support you uh, conversation. So that one I think is a little tricky and I just try to feel it out and I try to as much as I can center what I what I what my best guess is that the other person wants um, yeah, I mean, I'll say I am definitely that kind of person who like, if I'm really down in the weeds of whatever, like, uh, I have a real hard time poking my head up enough to be like, oh, this would be a helpful thing. Right. Um, it feels a little bit like trying to open like a new window on a computer that's totally frozen. Do you know mm, what I mean? Where you're like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. good luck. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't totally. to tell you it's just not happening. I will say, as you were talking about that, that is like one of the things that I have been sort of mulling over in my own mind about sort of how to deal with that with friends. And as you were talking about it, I realized I have one friend who is 
killer at this and her approach is that she has a little list of things that she feels willing and able to do that might be helpful. She'll go, do you need this kind? Do you need someone to talk to about the emotional part of this? Do you need to troubleshoot how to handle this? Do you need someone to write a template email response and then you can just edit it and send it to this person? Fuck you need, yeah. Like, right? Yeah, that right? This This it's, person is MVP. She's amazing. That's she's awesome. like one of the greats, absolutely, of all time. Um, and it's really killer. And like, as you were talking, I was putting together, I was like, oh, that's why I always feel so calm around this person. And like, so chill is that she just, her approach to that stuff is to kind of bird dog a few options, um, <clears throat> which just feels like a complete game changer in like the best way. That's Ugh. so smart. Yeah, because you, you're offering all the emotional support without making the other person really do any work, which I think is the, why people say, not to say, let me know if you need anything, um, you know, because you're putting all that work in the other person. That's great. I love that. That's I'm going to definitely use that. Um, right. It's so good. Yeah, that's really good. That's really, She's really, really good. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I will I will send a text to check in it. it I sometimes will send a text that's like, hey, how are you feeling so far today? Other times. I know that like I have friends who would appreciate hearing from me, but they don't want to be asked the question, how are you doing? Uh, and so in that case, it's just I just text something not about how they're doing, but just just like to be like, hey, I'm thinking about you and I'm starting a conversation with you, such as like maybe I'll send a picture of one of my cats or I will, uh, I don't know, send say something funny or send a meme or whatever. Just It's just a way of being like, Hey, I'm, you're on my mind, but I'm not making a big thing of it. You know, um, I will up the ante by sending a voice memo. Uh, you know, I, I will, uh, I sang wind beneath my wings to someone recently on voice memo and I'm, <laughs> I'm real, real bad at singing Aubrey, like real bad, like can't carry a tune. So I love it's, this. I yeah. love everything about this. So it's a way of expressing what the whatever you're expressing with wind beneath my wings, but also please laugh at me. Uh, and then I do love a like a Venmo, which is like, uh, and this is an idea I got from a one Rachel Wilkerson Miller. Uh, I will link to an essay she wrote about this in BuzzFeed, which was like, just send people a Venmo. Like, you know, like, you know, I actually like really like getting flowers, but you know, her thing is like, look, flowers die. People don't want flowers. It's enough already with the flowers. Like, send someone money and be like, Hey, have a, you know, buy yourself something nice, or maybe this will help with the vet bills or whatever it is, you know, it can be like festive and it can be, or it can be, um, you know, you're going through a hard time, you know, maybe this will help. I think that that I, 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 I really like that. I, I find that when I do it a lot, it starts to feel like someone handing you, <laughs> a $20 bill for your birthday. It feels like uh -huh. a little bit impersonal. I mean, I do always want the $20 bill, but you know, it feels like a little <laughs> bit impersonal. Um, so I, I, I don't, I try not to rely on it too much or at least like let it take the place of like showing care in other ways. But I just think that sometimes when you're, I think this is especially true in the pandemic when it was really hard to, I mean, it's still a pandemic, uh, when it's hard to get together with people or with like long distance friends, it's a nice way to just like send a, you know, just send some money and be like, whatever you want to do with this, whatever will make you feel better. Here's some, here's some money.
Venmoing someone, absolutely. If cash is tight for you, but mm -hmm. you have loyalty points Ooh. or airline miles or that sort of thing. I have a friend who is going through it and is trying to get to a family member who is also going through it. And that friend mm. can't do airfare right now. And I was like, oh, you know what I'm absolutely not doing right now? Flying. <laughs> do do you want so my good. old miles from my old job? We'll just get you that ticket. I'm not going to use them. How about we just do that? Right. That like that kind of um, there can be like some little bits of creative thinking if you've got access to other sort of like loyalty rewards, resources, that kind of stuff can be a really helpful way to like, because sometimes that kind of stuff just solves the problem that has your friend down in the dumps. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like sometimes that can be like the game changer. So that like that also is an option. Yeah, that's and, awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I hadn't I hadn't thought about it. I tend to I tend to think of like cash and be like, what else yeah, do people totally. need but cash? Reasonable. Um, the other thing is like uh, a care package, or I I do like doing a food delivery. I um, so I recently a friend of mine was applying for a job, and it was kind of a big job and a, a big long application process, and I was like, maybe what I'll do is order a delivery of a bunch of like a bunch of food. I know they're going to be spending the entire day working on this. So I'll send them some coffee drinks and like a smoothie and some avocado toast. And I just sort of, these things can be overdone and I am known to overdo them. I'm not saying you have to go this hard. Sometimes you can just send a latte and be like, yeah. good luck with your, but I just, I don't know. I was, I don't know, man, something about like the pandemic and being, I feel like I'm the, I'm the, the meme from like Arrested Development where uh, David Cross is like, I don't want to blame it on 9-11, but it certainly didn't help where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm blaming the pandemic for like every aspect of my personality. But like, I, I do think that there's something about being separated from people in a really profound way that makes me go over the top with like showing up. Anyway, a friend of mine was applying for a job, sent a bunch of stuff, but also like, you know, when someone's like recovering, and this is also like when you have kind of a long lead up, like, you know, that someone, you know, if someone has COVID and you know that they're going to be recovering from it for a while, you can put together a, a cute little practical thing, or you can just send something goofy. I like to go to CVS and get like an Us Weekly, some Twizzlers, some weird, like, plastic flip-flop I don't know just like a bunch of weird fun shit to send them um that th that's also like uh, among my but assembling a care package is like one of my one of my favorite things <clears throat> because yeah. it can be it can be a, a care a care package that provides care or it can be a care package that's just full of a bunch of weird nonsense yeah when I had COVID a couple months ago you sent the loveliest little care package of like hot chocolate mix and a nice cozy blanket and a mug with a real gay <laughs> holiday movie still on it just a joy on a joy on a joy and it's such a like lost art that it also feels extra special because like when's the last time you got a care package you know what I mean I know, right like it's such yeah. a deeply lovely and genuinely caring thing uh yeah it, that was like an absolute joy 
I'm glad you I'm glad you liked that. I combined mm-hmm. care and nonsense with that one. And the <laughs> nice thing is like nowadays, uh, you can just go on Etsy and search for care packages. And if you have if there's a thing that has happened in someone's life, someone on Etsy has assembled a care package that you can send to someone uh, about it. So, yeah, it's 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 a great resource. I've used it many a time. Um, so I'm just thinking, I feel like you did a really good job of doing non-money things and all my things are like, throw money at the problem. And I'd like to think, <laughs> think of some things that are not that. Sure. But also throw money at the fucking, you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. have money and somebody needs money, give them the money. Like, yes, go. I have a bit of a tendency to, to throw money at the problem, which sometimes it's great. And, you know, as Don Draper would say, that's what the money is for. Uh, but you know, money can also be hard to come by. I don't know if you've heard about this, Aubrey, but money is scarce. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's wild, but, um, and so a, a, a thing that I do like to do, uh, is a Spotify playlist. I was having, as many of us were in this country, a real week because there was a bunch of, there's been a bunch of awful anti-trans shit, a bunch of weird cancel culture in the hugest scare quotes, garbage, Supreme Court decisions, just awful shit. And I said to one of my group chats, can we just like exchange some nice things just for like one second? Because I feel like that dog in that meme, uh, the fire meme. Uh, And a friend of mine has made a mix that's music by queer just by queer people. And it's really good. And the mix is called like, are you gay? I'm gay. Here's gay music or something like that. And oh boy, did that just cheer me up. And you know, that was, that, that wasn't, you know, I wasn't like deep in grief and I needed, you know, some sort of really intense, I needed just a, just a tiny gesture and a distraction and a Spotify mix, uh, really, really, really did the trick. So, uh, for, for, for no dollars, you can do that. Totally. And for no dollars, I would say there are two things that friends have done with me that have been like deeply lovely and really helpful. Um, One is I have a good friend who will just go, hey, how you doing? And, uh, you know, if I'm not good, the answer is usually overwhelmed. That's my like bad way to be is overwhelmed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And he'll go, do you need a break? And I'll go, yeah. And I'll go, do you want to like watch something on TV together and text about it? (gasps) So we'll like hit play on the same thing at the same time and like watch a couple episodes of like a sweet TV show together and text about the punchlines or whatever. It's like the most simple, wonderful thing. That's Uh, so good. I've done that with people but just to like have a, a viewing together experience during the pandemic, not as a like cheering up thing, but that is such a good call. It was, I was like, I mean, couldn't hurt and sure, why not? And then we were like five minutes into it and I was like, I feel 100% different and this is great and everything's wonderful. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so, so, so good. Um, and the other one came from a friend just asking for what she needed. Um, she was uh, working in the legislature in a state where uh, everybody else has different ideas and priorities mm. than she does. Mm-hmm. It's a tough road to hoe. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was like, I need something that has nothing to do with work and I need to come home to something fun with my friends. So we 
And she was like, I want to just think about music with you guys. Mm. We all mm. like similar or sort of overlapping kinds of music. Like, let's do this. So we started a playlist club <gasps> where every month we would have a different theme and be like, okay, this month we're doing songs about springtime or this month we're doing breakup songs or this month we're doing whatever. And we would all make playlists and then share them with each other. Fuck. I love um, that. At one point we, that morphed into a zoom call. That was our worst songs ever written tournament. I'd no, like that's to, fun. I mean, it's so much fun, but like, uh, that was a friend who knew that she needed a distraction and needed to like get out of her own head and just asked for that. And it became this sort of like lovely tradition that helped all of us get out of our own heads and was another like zero dollars time with your friends. I feel like nowadays everyone, if you're going through a hard time, probably at least one person you're friends with is to or just has or is about to. And so these like showing up for friends, things that bring you with together with folks, um, that's just that's so good. That reminds me, I, I think I've talked about this before on an episode of the podcast, but I at the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, me and one of my gaming groups, because we weren't getting together to game, we started a, a secret stanza exchange where it was like a secret Santa, but we exchanged poems um, and then after we had all exchanged poems, we got together over discord and talked about what we got, what we sent, what the poems made us think of just had like a nice little cute conversation about it. Uh, so that's another, uh, $0 type of thing. And I feel like you can do that with anything. Like, honestly, Aubrey, you are one of the, everyone has this person in their life that surfaces the best tweets like just, <laughs> you, you just find the best tweets uh and often I don't see them and so but I see them when you text them to me and they're so good I I feel like a text back a, at a, you bud <laughs> a, a, like a secret Santa but for like amazing memes or tweets is also great um yeah and it can also just be like okay every Friday morning we're sharing the best tweet we saw this week or something like that um mm -hmm. I think that can be a, that can be a delightful thing if if you know sharing poems and songs is too is too highfalutin, which for me sometimes it is. Sometimes I'm like, give me the lowest culture you have available. Totally, totally. Let's exchange favorite roast jokes. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, man, great. that's a no. really good one too. That's it's, so good. Whoa, it's a it's a line to walk. You better know that friend's boundaries. You better yeah. know <laughs> them well. Um, okay, so should we move on to? Um, how you like when people wait ways you like to be shown up for what how would one conjugate this? i don't know but like <laughs> uh what are things that i like when other people do them for me perfect yeah that's what go. i was getting at we awesome. got there we got there um i am also a big fan of the message in a bottle text of just like hey you don't have to respond but i'm here fyi um because again, if your brain feels like a computer that's overheating already, do you know what I mean? Like that totally. can feel like a bridge too far. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that I would say that I have had a real positive response to lately is I've had a couple of friends who, um, you know, have known about like big anxiety producing events that are coming up or whatever. And those friends will just physically show up and be mm. around and try and anticipate needs. Oh, I love be that. like, I think it would be helpful to do this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I was getting ready for a big event 
and a friend flew out for it, which is like, holy hell, what a hell of a friend to have. That is lovely. <laughs> and then just spent the time there uh, just being like, hey, I noticed you're getting ready for this event. You don't have a water bottle. So I filled up a water bottle for you. It's right here. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just sort of like, like mom energy yeah. kind of vibes. Like that is, of course, like astonishingly above and beyond and was for a thing that I was like, you know, more anxious about this thing than I had been about anything in, you know, 10 plus years. Right. So that was like my like highest level of need. Yeah. That's um, masterclass shit. I love that. But it was like phenomenal, like just the actual greatest to just have someone be like, I know you're not going to ask me to show up, but I also know that that's going to be helpful for you. So I'm just going to do that. And I'm just going to quietly oh, just meet that. needs. Like that's what oh. I'm going to be here for. She, yeah, absolutely. Like just one like of the a loving, people. a loving whack-a-mole. That's just yes, like as abs- needs pop up, they're just wa- ra- walking around quickly meeting them. I love absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, it's like it, I will say I do have uh, some friends that I think do things that like if it were not in a friendship, if it were in some kind of romantic relationship would read as like incredibly romantic gestures. And it's really wonderful to have friends who are willing to make those kinds of gestures. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, yes, just, I do. It's like, I deeply, totally know deeply what you lovely. Mean. It's yeah, wonderful. Because you're expressing an intimacy that goes beyond just being like, Hey, it's cool. We're pals. You know, yeah. you're, you're like putting something out there in a, in a different way. And it's just like, loving I love that oh my god I love that so much it's so wonderful how about you what are the things that like when people check in with you and people sort of show you support in tough times what's the stuff that lands the most for you so I think like one of the things is when people kind of remember a thing not not like you know tons and tons of of details or minutiae but like when someone texts me and is like, oh, I remember you have like a doctor's appointment that you're like worried about. I'm thinking of you. If you want to let me know how it goes, let me know. Or, um, hey, how did that meeting go that you were dreading or whatever? And those are very like um, those like I, I think that they're reasonably low, like light touch to do, but they are like heavy touch in a good way to experience that I, I, I really love that. And it's, I don't really feel the opposite way, which is like, if you don't remember, I have a thing, then I, then you're not showing up for me. I consider it like a bonus, you know, because you know, everyone's like, everyone's nervous about their own meetings and dreading their own doctor's appointments. Like they can, you know, everyone can't be remembering everyone's shit, you know, but I, 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 I love when someone like remembers a thing and like checks in about it. Um, sending me a photo, sending me a picture or a meme or whatever, um, of something that made them think of me, like that they saw in the wild. Um, I love that. That's like one of those things where it's like, oh, like you, you, you see me, uh, and you think about me when you're out in the world. I find that to be really, um, that's just, I find that to be really touching and really lovely. And, I like when I'm out in the world and I see something that reminds me of someone and I, it, because it makes me feel, I'm like, I feel so warm. I'm like, oh, this person is with me even when I'm just out in the world by myself. And I love that. And so I love when people express that to me. Um, so that's a really nice thing. And I feel like that's like an anytime thing or that's a going through a hard time thing. And this made me think of you. 
And the last thing is, you know, what we've already touched on, which is food delivery, which I particularly appreciate when it's a moment in my life that it's going to be really hard to either buy groceries or make food. Uh, so there have been a couple times recently when my friends James and Bonnie have sent us soup uh, and like rolls and cookies. One time, my friend James came over with what can only be described as a metric ton of food from a deli. Uh, he and his partner, my friend Bonnie, know that I love deli food. And I don't even really remember what was going on. I think maybe I had had like a surgery or something like that. And um, they brought me just, they brought me and Andrea a huge amount of food. And we truly and deeply ate that food for several days. And that was amazing because it was a moment where uh, we didn't have time, energy, or bandwidth to figure out what we were going to eat. And so it just, it, it solved a problem. It solved a huge problem. And then also uh, was just such a loving, kind, generous gesture that we also felt really cared for and loved. So it's like, I, I think, I think those are the, those are the biggies for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's totally great. That kind of stuff of like, you just don't have to think about food right now in a time when it's going to be hard to think about food is just, again, that sort of like anticipating a need and then just filling it is like the greatest. It's so it's good. It's the greatest. Yeah. And the same goes for like, you know, offering to go pick up someone's groceries or whatever the thing is. Um, if I was better at cooking, I would maybe cook for people more. I'm not, I can make a really good pan of brownies, uh, but which is great, but it doesn't go very far in terms of like sustenance. So I'm, I'm not, I don't do a bunch of homemade food things often, but yeah, I think, I think all of those things are, um, are a plus ways to show up for people, particularly when they're going through a thing that, is taking up a lot of time and energy and also kind of going on for a long time. I think, you know, that's, it's a different, you do, it's a thing that you do not when someone's just like having a rough afternoon. I mean, I guess you can, but yeah, better for yeah. a longer, longer tail type of deal. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's also one of those things that can like really, really land for the right person and really, really not for the wrong person. Do you know what I mean? Like, totally. so it feels like one of those things that is like, really rooted in your best understanding of that person. Like, it sounds like your friends really knew that like, okay, this is a situation and a person, both <laughs> a person in that situation totally. is really going to appreciate this particular kind of support. Yeah. Is Sally great. needs matzo ball soup is like, Oh, shows yeah. that, you know, me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, I think it's a really good transition to mm. kind of ways to think about, how to show up for people, um, just kind of on a more, uh, macro and like broader sense, kind of like, how do you figure out what is the thing that you can do for a friend in a given time? Yeah. I have a friend who talks about what a good person would do versus what the script for a good person would do. Oh, that's interesting. Right. It, it feels like a very helpful thing. So like the script for a good person is if someone passes away, you send flowers and condolences and you wear black and you show up at the funeral mm -hmm. and you blah, 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 blah. and a good person goes, 
yeah, I know this person and I know that they hate feeling like people around them are treating them like they're fragile. Mm. Uh, and what I know about that person is they could probably use a little levity right now. So I'm going to oh, like yeah. send them a movie, right? right? Like that that's a thing that doesn't fit in the script for like what's the appropriate behavior in this situation. Totally. But is tailor made for that person? And I think what I notice for myself is that, uh, the stuff that I do for my friends that really lands for them and the stuff that my friends do for me that really lands for me are when folks sort of throw that script out and mm. just get grounded in what the nature of our relationship is, what they know about me, what I know about them, that kind of thing. Right. Totally. So for example, uh, those 10 things I love about you notes are one of my favorite things in the world. And one of my very best friends in the world is made deeply uncomfortable by that level of like emotional vulnerability. Yeah, so I just yeah, yeah. don't send those to her. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. That's not the thing for that person. So that's like, I think sometimes the hardest thing to remember is like, you don't just have to do the things that are expected of you in a particular hard time situation. And that the things that will land the most are the things that are more rooted in, what you know about that particular person than necessarily sort of like, no, this thing happened and you send a, you know, wedding gift and a card and a blah, 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 right? Like you can break from that and actually go, no, I know my friend and what my friend needs is this, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's really good. And and I like my, <laughs> my thing to add on to that mm. is just that, which I think is related, but maybe is a little different. And is the thing I think about a lot is thinking about if the way you're offering help, if the way you're showing up is the way you would want someone to show up for you, because that can be different from what your friend might want. For example, you know, your friend who doesn't want that. I feel like I'm always the friend who the more emotional vulnerability, the better. Love it. Mm. So I, I always have to think about okay, is this a way of showing up that would actually just kind of make my friend uncomfortable? Am I doing this because this is what I would want? Or am mm -hmm. I doing this because this is what I want them to want from me because it's what I'm comfortable giving? That's another mm -hmm. thing. It's like just big time know thyself and interrogate yeah. your motivations. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a big like radical accountability process. I think it's just taking a second to think about like, wait, what? why am I doing this again? And it's about, you know, knowing them and knowing what they might want and also just maybe for me, I might just be talking to myself, kind of checking yourself, you know, and being like, you know, is this the right thing? Is this too much? I think that's right. I feel like the core question there is just like, who is this for? Who yeah, does this that, serve? You know, that's right. Like, that's right. Who is this gesture for? Is it for me? Is it letting me believe a story about myself that I want to believe or like, uh, treat myself as like the kind of person who shows up in the right way, you know, hundred percent. T R W whatever. <laughs> uh, that was right. Uh, no, sure, totally. Uh, recently a friend of mine who lives on the other coast, uh, mm. from me was going through just a really tough thing. And I was saying to Andrea, I was like, should I, should I offer to go out there? I can offer to fly out there. And she was like, um, no, because <laughs> like they're the thing that they're dealing with right now, it's going to be more difficult for them to have someone else like in town that they have to like cope with also like what can you really do also the thing they're going through yeah. this isn't a thing you need to be here for and and you know she in a very you know loving way was sort of like 
this is this is something you're coming up with for you, not for them. And I was mm. like, oh, great call. Yeah, that's totally. True. Well spotted and well spotted at a point at which you can do something about it. Incredible. So true. So Incredible. True. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that the who, who is this for question is like, is the most important one definitely for me. Yeah, me too. Me too, me too. And I think probably for a lot of people, uh, and the hardest thing is just giving yourself a minute to sit with, like, it might be true that it's not for them. Let yourself believe that that's the hardest part. And then like genuinely actually check in with yourself. Who's it for? Who's it serving? Exactly. And not even that, not even who's it for, who's it serving, but like, in what ways is this serving me? And are the ways in which it's serving me outweighing the ways in which it's serving that person? Yeah, that, that's what it is right there. Because I think that, you know, you can do a nice, generous thing that is genuinely, you know, uh, you know, doing a nice thing for a friend will serve you in some way. And that's fine. The question is, like, is it is are you doing something f- for yourself that outweighs what you're doing for the friend? I think that's like the the distinction. An example of a thing that is purported to be for someone else, but nine out of 10 times is really for the person doing it is surprising them by showing up at a place that you're not expected. Yep. Yeah. Hate it. Hate it. Don't ever do it to me. No one ever surprised. Like for so many reasons that would take us, we would, I have like 45 minutes of things to say about this. It's unless a person has said to you, you know what? It would be awesome sometime is if you surprise me by showing up. Yeah. Or like, I'm a person who really loves surprises, especially when people travel to see me or what? Like, yes. Like if it's not that I say never do it. Oh, Sally, is this a bad time to say I'm recording in the next room? <laughs> Wait, oh, what, surprise, I, I'm in Philly. I have, I'm hearing a knock on my door. Who is that? It's like, <laughs> I, th- you know, I, there are, there are exceptions like there. I have friends who like if they if they showed up at my house, it would be hard to feel anything but overjoyed to see them. But I sure. have to say, for the most part, it it is to me, to, in my mind, it is the definition of a thing that is in quotation marks for someone else. That's really just for you. Yeah. <gasps> you know what that made me think of? So there's one time when someone has surprised me with their presence and it mm-hmm. worked and it was okay. good. Um, and that was, uh, my big brother who mm. I was and am very close to, um, after my first big breakup came home from college oh. to like, come be with me. And the other thing that he did in that moment, which was incredibly sweet was, uh, I'm just going to timestamp this breakup. He sent me the box set of the magnetic field 69 love songs and was oh, like, that's so good. I think you're going to need this. When you're going through your big breakup, like just, it just showed up like a day or two after I talked to him and like, man, that was like the greatest. That was a great moment of like, that's not part of a script. It would seem like a weird thing on paper to be like, send this person like all of the saddest songs you can find. <laughs> no, that, that's uh, masterclass shit. When you, it like, was when you know the person. It was total masterclass. It was yeah. a total masterclass and was just like, he told he just absolutely nailed it to the wall. It was so great. Oh, that's so good. Good job, Big Brother. Right? When Big Brothers show up, they really they really show up. The other thing that I would say is a, a 
step that is easy to skip one that I have skipped plenty of times in my day and that you can skip at your own peril, which is just straight up asking the person like, Hey, here are a bunch of things that I could do. Is that what you want? Right? Like, even if it's, um, just a confirmation of like, here's what I can offer. Let me know if that's what you want, blah, 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 blah. But being sure to like, again, like you don't want to lay everything at their doorstep of like, approve or deny every single move or come up with the whole plan from scratch or whatever, but also like proceeding with consent and like checking your own assumptions, um, about what kind of support that person wants or needs also feels like an important thing to check at some point. And sometimes that's just a thing you do after the fact when they're out of the woods and you go, Hey, I did this thing. Did that feel good? Was that helpful? Totally. Should I have done something different? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be like a check in that moment, but at some point along the way, like, checking in for feedback and in some cases for consent, like thumbs up. Good job. That's a really good call. I think it's sometimes, uh, I don't always remember that just because like right in this moment, isn't a good time to ask, what do you need? You can do it when the moment has passed and be like, Hey, that thing I did, how was that for you? Um, or like, would that be a thing you want me to do again or never do again? You know, I think that we are so blessed to live in a time of the the tap back reaction. And I realize this is a very iPhone user centric thing to say, <laughs> but we live in a time where you can text someone. So, someone can text you, hey, like, I know things are really rough right now. I'm thinking about you. And you all you really have to do is conjure up the energy for a tap back reaction. And granted, sometimes that's too much. And you're not even getting that from me because I have to, I like, I'm not looking at my text or I'm not looking at my phone or I am, and I'm too freaked out or I'm in some weird psychodrama with myself that like people checking in on me makes me feel like a burden. And that's like its own thing. Um, but I do think that like the availability of those things can make it easier to just say like, I'm acknowledging you. Thank you. Um, when you otherwise wouldn't have the energy to. I love a good tap back. It's such a helpful thing. It's such a helpful thing that there are these like very light lift ways to respond to things. Ugh, the best. Yeah, it's it. I I want that for every mobile phone user. Absolutely, absolutely. I want for you the freedom of a tap back response. Exactly, <laughs> it's what we all deserve. So on that note, I would like to give the tapback reaction heart to uh, to this conversation so far. Should we move on to a nice thing to end on? Let's do it. Okay, sweet. Uh, Aubrey, do you want to kick off a nice thing to end on? Because uh, I feel like I've been talking a lot and why not? Sure. Great. Okay, great. So this is something that I didn't know was on theme and have since learned is on theme Ooh, for our okay. conversation today, which is I got a new cookbook in the mail. I'm a person who uh, will sort of go into little like late night fugue states and order cookbooks and what have you <laughs> for myself. Nice. Love it. And I uh, believed that this was one of those. I have since found out that this was uh, sent to me by a friend because I gave them another cookbook by the same cookbook author and they were so excited about it that they got one for me. Oh, that's um, awesome. So the cookbook is Nigel Slater's Green Free... Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the cookbook is Nigel Slater's Green Feast, Spring and Summer. There's also a Fall and Winter one. Um, 
It is one of those cookbooks that rides the line between recipes and just sort of like ideas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, let's not go overboard and call this like a whole recipe. Sometimes there are measurements. Sometimes it's just like, you know, put this in until it looks good. Like, of okay. Vibes. Yeah. Just okay. cooking, cooking with vibes. Totally. So uh, the first thing that I made out of it was um, you just uh, cook off some asparagus and then you make a sauce of uh, miso paste, whole grain mustard, lemon mm. zest, and just enough um, mayo or veganaise to like give it some body. Oh. And like, that's it. That's the whole dish. The whole you put thing. that sauce on that asparagus. Look at that. You're done. That uh, sounds amazing. It's killer. He has another one from another cookbook where like, it's a similar thing where you cook off some asparagus or other tender veg. And then he's like, the sauce is just, you put a slice of brie on top and you let it melt. <laughs> I was like, okay. That is my kind of recipe. Do something simple and then put a thing on top. That's 1, amazing. Thousand percent. Uh, and green fee spring and summer. So is it like, is it like vegetable forward? It's Stop, very seasonal. vegetable forward. It feels like uh, sort of dressy. The dishes feel mm. like a little dressy, a little elevated. Yeah. Um, but none of them are hard and none of the ingredients are hard to find. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it's just an absolute joy. And then everything, like every dish is very simple, but also is photographed to look like it's like wearing a tuxedo, like oh, the food yeah. equivalent of like tux and tails. Like yeah. it just looks phenomenal. Spats, your food and spats. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Okay. We will link to that in the show notes mm. and I will probably be buying that for my partner. Oh. Uh, the house cook. Um, mm. So, okay. My nice thing to end on is the 1988 Robert Zemeckis movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Uh, Aubrey, have you seen this movie? Not recently, but I will say, like almost every anybody anywhere, like if Jessica Rabbit isn't part of your root as a like gay lady, like I don't know what's what? happening. You know, know, a friend happening. of mine... A friend of mine asked me what my type was, and I just put in a link to Jessica Rabbit, <laughs> like that way, which like that's not really my type. But like, listen, she's voiced by Kathleen Hanna. Mm -hmm. She's married to Roger Rat. Like, she's voiced by Kathleen sorry, Hanna. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Wait, who is she voiced by? Kathleen Turner. Oh, Turner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very different Kathleen. <laughs> I, okay, <laughs> so but now I do want to make a demand uh, of a reboot of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, wherein Jessica Rabbit is voiced by Kathleen Hanna and Roger Rabbit is voiced by Adam Horowitz. Thanks. That, thank you. Please make that happen. Make we, it happen. Thanks. We, Goodbye. The, the Gen X, like punk rock alt version of Roger Rabbit. That's an amazing <laughs> slip up. Aram, do not cut that out, whatever you do. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I have to tell you, for a movie that came out in 1988, I've gone back to try to watch movies from, like, the 80s and 90s. And let me tell you, I don't mean this from a I, – I I'm not saying this because I'm a member of the woke mob, which, as you know, I am a member of the woke mob. A lot of those movies don't hold up, and it's not even because I'm politically opposed to the shit in them, although I am. It's because – they're so uh, abjectly offensive to 
humanity <laughs> that they're unwatchable. And, you know, there, there are movies that you watch and you're like, okay, this is dated. This has some things in it that I don't love. Overall, I think it has like earned its place in existence. A lot of these things from the 80s and 90s have not earned their place in, in existence. Boy, if you want your brains blown out of your head, you know what was a humongous <laughs> hit is fucking Soul Man. Why do I not even like know what that is? Soul Man. Oh, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to get the actor's name right because I'm going to be sad if I don't. So hang on. Is I it like, um, right. I feel like it's something that Rob Schneider would be in. Oh, so my God. Soul oh, my Man. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so Sally just did it. I'm assuming a Google image search for Soul Man. Woo. Soul yeah. Man premise, C. Thomas Howell, a white actor, uh, plays a white kid who can't get into college because of affirmative action and so goes through college in blackface. And that was like a big hit movie. Big hit. So big this, hit. Is, this is a perfect example of a thing that does Woo! not earn its right to exist, uh, at least on the complete opposite end of the spectrum is who framed roger rabbit which <laughs> first of all it's night we're talking about 1988 and we're talking about live action human actors interacting with cartoons in a way that looks completely real and I, like if you there's some really awesome behind the scenes stuff which i'll try to find and link to where you can see the really elaborate sets they rigged in order to move various contraptions around so that they could then put a cartoon in and it would look like the humans were interacting with cartoons. There's a scene where Eddie Valiant, played by Bob Hoskins, is in like a, uh, a, like a lounge watching a performance and he's being waited on by a cartoon penguin and the cartoon penguin is holding a tray of drinks that is real. And it's just like, I, this sounds like a minor thing, I'm sure. <laughs> and in the days of like Avatar, I don't know, I can't think of a, that's like the last movie special Avatar. effects I saw and it was like 10 years ago. But in a, in, in a world where special In a world really of good. unobtainium. In a world <laughs> of un oh my God, that's right. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, it also has, so yeah, so the effects are amazing. It looks really good. Uh, it's really funny. It has a lot mm. of really funny Looney Tunes-esque uh, like pratfalls and cartoony things. Um, it's a great story. It is heartwarming. It's, I can't say enough good things about Hoover and Roger Rabbit. And we rewatched it a, a week ago, which is why it's on my mind. And I went into it with my fingers crossed being like, oh man, please let this totally hold up and not turn out to have a bunch of really awful, weird shit in it. And I was really pleased that it mostly didn't. Uh, and, and it holds up and it's great. And I, I hope everyone who hasn't seen it watches it and anyone who has seen it watches it again man i'll tell you what this is feel free to cut this business out but like as you're talking about this i'm like man that's an episode movies that aged well <gasps> right like things that actually hold up yeah that's actually great that you're not sad about having like <laughs> yeah that don't like ruin your childhood in retrospect that's so good just like maybe like five movies that hold up. Okay, we're, we're going to revisit that because that's a great idea. I mean, that's a conversation I would like to have answers to. 
Uh, yeah, I know. That's the thing. I'm like, well, now what would be in that, that? That's the tricky part. Is like, if you have a good list, perfection. Yeah. And if you don't, like, mm, it's just like who framed Roger Rabbit, but five times. Yeah, that's right. On that note, I I think we did it. We were we did an episode. It was fun. It was a good time. Uh, we did it. We did it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Oh I Like That. Please rate us and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Oh I Like That Pod. Email us at Oh I Like That Pod at gmail.com. And you can follow me on social media at YRFatFriend and Sally at Sally T. This episode of Oh I Like That was produced by Sally and Aubrey and edited by Aram. Amber Seeger designed our logo.